Uh oh. Uh oh. Yes, indeedy. Fat Kid is on the track. But, uh. You're listening to yours truly. The hostess with the mostest. The greatest of the great. The incomparable. TGOLCE, Mr. Yoin, Little Dreadhead, 1993. Oh, Little Dreadhead. Beats provided by Fat Kid, of course. But there will be more where that came from. Tune in. This is Little Dreadhead Live. Greetings, people. It's your boy, Little Dreadhead. This is Little Dreadhead Live. We are live, technically. I'm live. You're just listening. This is a pre recorded audio tape. It's currently June 14, 2017, Wednesday, 12.53 p.m. Probably the latest time I've done this. Not entirely sure, but uh, yeah. So, bruh, yesterday was hot as fuck. Your boy didn't feel like going outside. But that didn't stop me from doing a whole bunch of shit in, since last Wednesday. It's been a pretty busy week. I mean, from the last week where I said um, I was trying to get some mail, I got my mail. So, yeah. Fuck USPS, though, because they were bullshitting with me. That shit should have got here like one, two, like maybe one or two weeks ago before that fucking Saturday. So, yeah. But uh, with that being said, we got a lot of shit to cover, a lot of shit to talk about. I want to keep this down to an hour. So, um, the main points being E3. We finally, I finally, finally got a chance to see E3 live uh, in its entirety. I know that's hell as though, because like each of those panels are about four some hours. But I'm only touching up on a few little things that I liked about it. You know, PlayStation 4, to be specific. I'm not going to leave everything else out though. So uh, yeah, I'll be touching up on that. Some movies I watched, television shows I watched. And, um, uh, shit, some stuff I gotta do this weekend that is, that needs to get done. But, um, without any further ado, I'm gonna get right down to the sponsors. Then we'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. That fucking ABC Family Saturday morning shit. Alright, after these messages. Little Dreadhead Live is brought to you by Little Dreadhead Productions. Little Dreadhead Productions, hire us. We do stuff for you. In all seriousness, we are a small production company in the local St. Louis area. We deal in all that is media, videography, photography, and graphic design. Whether it's shooting a music video, your meetings, or a special wedding event, doing a photo shoot or a family photo portrait, and creating you a website or logo, we help improve or build your brand. You can inquire us through our business page on facebook.com slash Productions. Make sure you like that page. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Productions. And you can email us at LilDreadHeadProductions at gmail.com. Thank you. Gotta also give a shout out to the homeboy Dominique. Dominique is the young man that provides me with the beat every week, every Wednesday and Sunday on these episodes. The instrumental, the theme, the intro, the hit maker, Dominique. You can go hit him up on his Twitter handle at Fat Kid Beats, or you can inquire him if you need your own beats for your mixtapes, your albums, if you're a local artist in the St. Louis area, or hell, local artist anywhere. Go hit up Dominique or inquire him for instrumentals at fatkid at gmail.com. Also, I gotta give a shout out to the homeboy Tavon. Tavon has his own clothing brand. Look at this guy clothing. He makes his own custom tees from the little Dreadhead Live t shirt to the matching couples tees, that wifey and hubby tees. He also has pretty, pretty much anything you can ask for. It's custom t shirts, people. I've seen t shirts with magazines on the front. There's a lot of cool t shirts. You can go hit him up, though. 
inquire him at his Facebook business page. Go show him some love there too at facebook.com slash LATG clothing or you can inquire him at spreezy.com slash LATG clothing. LATG clothing. Say it with your shirt. But uh, moving on to the task at hand. The episode it has been one hellacious week. It's actually been a, well, it was a long, long ass week. Well, the first few days was long because, like I said, as of last week, I wasn't really up to anything. I had to sit back and wait for these, this package, this fucking long-awaited package that my girl got me. I actually finally got this shit on a Saturday. So I had to sit up here from Wednesday all the way up to Saturday. I got a call from her. She told me, hey, the package should have been there like about a week ago, a week or two a week or two, I don't know, so like, bruh, uh, I had to call up to USPS, uh, finally got the tracking number from her, and shit, like she said, motherfuckers said they tried to deliver the shit to me, they did not, once again, bullshit, uh, I have been sitting here for a whole week, hell, it was supposed to be here earlier than that, been sitting here for hellas, did not receive any package whatsoever, so, called up there they gave me the runaround told me the package package was like near this post office next to my house then it was one downtown and mix-ups and then you know what pissed me off it was like i couldn't win oh hey bro you gotta call at eight o'clock in the morning i call right at eight o'clock in the motherfucking morning the phone does not the phone just did that thing where it just continues ringing or you know you ain't finna get an answer from somebody. Never really ended ringing. So I tried calling again, calling again, calling again. And finally, I just called the place that I called from the beginning. And when they tell me, hey, we're going to have to talk to you later. Um, we'll hopefully get the other person calling you. Yada, yada, yada. I got the run around like a motherfucker here. So finally, man. Finally. I got my shit. Saturday. And the thing that pissed me off was after the fact when I got my shit, all of a sudden the damn male people called me the next day being smart asses. This was the next day. No, actually, it wasn't even the next day. They told them they had 48 hours to give me my shit. Uh, they had, as soon as I told me you got, as soon as they told me you had 48 hours, they shipped my shit over like around 3 o'clock in the afternoon time. And I thought to myself, okay, well, fuck them. I ain't finna ask they calls or none of that. Monday hits. So that was Saturday, Sunday, yep, 40, then Monday motherfucking hits. All of a sudden, I get a call. Not one, not two, not even three. I got like six fucking missed phone calls in the span from 8 o'clock all the way up to, what, like 10 in that morning? Six missed phone calls from the same person. Hey, did you get your package? Did you get your package? Did you get your package? And I'm thinking like, bitch, I been got my package. And it was from the wrong motherfucking post office. The post office that doesn't even that's not even supposed to deliver the shit to me called me. So I'm like, why the fuck would you even call me if it wasn't even there? So, I mean, come on now. So that whole debacle is over, though. But uh, as I waited for that fucking Saturday, I went ahead and caught up on some TV. I watched Better Call Saul. I'm not going to talk about that show. I'm talking more about this uh, Fear of the Walking Dead shit. Fear of the Walking Dead, to me, honestly, is like um, the stepchild of Walking Dead. The stepchild that nobody wants. Honestly, it's growing on me. I'm not even going to lie. At first, I did not like The Walking Dead. Well, not Walking Dead. Fear of The Walking Dead. I didn't like that shit. It first premiered August 23rd, 2015. The It takes place not in Georgia, but in Los Angeles, California, of all places. They've also moved on to, like, Mexico and all this other type of shit. And it makes me feel like, damn, 
Hey, I ain't trying to say it's racism, but why the fuck we really got to move it to Mexico? And I have none, no problem with Mexicans, so don't even start me with that. Don't even start with me with all that. Hey, he's insensitive to everybody. No, chill out. So, um, yeah, Fear the Walking Dead is just a, like I said, a poor man's version of the regular Walking Dead. And I'm, I'm telling you, I fucking hate, I dislike every fucking character on the show, low-key. I dislike each of these characters because they come off as... I mean, I know that Rick and them... If you watch the regular Walking Dead, you would, you have seen the transition of how far Rick has come. And you, you know what the fuck you to expect because you read the comic book. But looking at these characters and seeing how they transition, how they move on, it's just... It comes off so cookie-cutter, so pussified and bullshit you look at people like travis and madison the wife or whatever uh the characters are just so like madison has an issue with her kids doing shit for themselves and travis just comes off as this you understand i mean don't get me wrong if this shit was to happen in real life trust me i probably have a lot of these qualities i'll be trying not to kill regular people because i'm thinking oh there's gonna be a cure probably uh, I'd probably be overprotective of my children if I had any, but yo, come on, man. And like, I don't even know how to feel about this whole show because I've seen a lot of people die on the regular Walking Dead just to, so you can't really get invested. You wouldn't want to get invested too, too much into each of these characters because, bruh, you get invested into these goddamn characters, they're gone. Now, I, I called Travis a bitch the whole fucking time I was watching uh, the first season. The second season. Now we get to the third season. Uh, third season, season premiere. Uh, I believe that happened last week. Not last uh, Sunday. Not the one we just passed. The one before last Sunday. So the one where I was still waiting for the fucking package. Um, I watched the season premiere, and uh, I don't know. I was kind of pleased, but kind of shocked and awed. Couldn't believe they killed Travis. Spoiler alert. Don't wanna. Yep, it's already spoiled. Spoiler alert, though. They killed that nigga Travis. Um, I was, I didn't, now actually, now to say they killed him, now honestly, I don't know, man, I don't know, because if you watch this week's, uh, last, the Sunday that just passed episode, another character has just returned, so you really don't know at this point. Now, as soon as I saw this character return, I thought to myself, this is bullshit, he's not Superman, this is bull. now I have no issues with some of these characters just coming out of nowhere returning and shit. My whole thing is, it's like, I need to know a backstory. I need to see some flashbacks and shit. That's what I need to see. If I don't see a flashback and seeing how this motherfucker survived, this fire and all this extra shit, the character that returned, I don't want to spoil nothing for everybody, but, yo, if I, you need to show me a flashback of how the fuck he escaped. I know there was an escape hatch. Everybody kept clamoring over it. There was an escape hatch. That woman probably could escape too. That Madison tried to burn to death, but, yo, straight up, um... I need to see because like apparently they killed Travis. Now I saw they put a fucking they shot this man in the fucking neck. I mean I've seen way worse of shit and then motherfuckers just come back to life seasons later. So I mean who knows? Who knows? Travis might man it, come on man. Travis was up there. Help me please. So yeah I mean he probably died. But yo that was if he has died like legit has died then that is a that is a shocker to me. I mean, if he does come out to life, though, this show is going to have an issue with the fact that it doesn't want to commit to killing motherfuckers. 
I mean, I know you keep making motherfuckers fan favorites and shit, then, and you keep killing them. You can't bring them back to life unless there's some type of hallucination or some shit. But otherwise, no, don't do that. And, you know, I can't tell them to stop killing motherfuckers, but yo, I don't know. This show is low-key growing on me. It's got a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Hulu gave it a 4 out of 5, and 86 percent of the google users have uh, given it well 86 it has gotten 86 percent by google users my bad i keep fucking that up so um yeah this is a good show if you are bored and you're looking for something to watch during the time that walking dead the real good true blue show is going off not the air but gone into hiatus of october or february where the time you listen to this um go ahead and check out fear the walking dead you won't be disappointed you will laugh your ass off of season one just the fuckery that goes on in season one. The fuckery. I'm just saying. There's a lot of fuckery. Like, I did straight up. Just straight up. And I'm still trying to figure out where the fuck is Ophelia. Where is Ophelia at? So, uh, moving on, though. I want to try to keep this shit down to an hour. I try to keep these episodes down to an hour. Um, as for the uh, wrestling episodes, those go over time a little bit. So, yeah. But, um, moving on, though. Let's get down to the get down. I see what I did there. Anyway, the get down, man. I was, man, I'm going to be honest with you. The get down is a television show, a Netflix original, a Netflix exclusive television show. When I first heard about this show and I saw, what was his name? Jaden Smith and this motherfucker. I thought right away um, I wasn't fucking with this show. Was not fucking with this show. Not because I ain't got anything against Jaden Smith. I mean, low key, I guess you could say I do. But dude, dude, I, man. I saw the get down. And I just figured, okay, this is gonna be like a '70s or an '80s uh, hood classic. At first, I thought it was a film. To be honest with you, thought it was a film. Hell, even when I first played the first episode, I thought it was a film. I thought to myself when I saw that it only had six episodes the first season. I thought to myself, okay, so what is this? The first episode is an hour and thirty minutes. Um, I have never, I don't think I've ever seen a television show that has gone on for a whole hour and 30 minutes, unless it's, uh, what's that television show called? Uh, it's on HBO. I forgot the name of it. I'm finna look it up because that shit was boring as fuck to me. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, what? Uh, Westworld. I got to watch that as a matter of fact. I might do a review on that next week if I binge watch it, uh, faithfully. I have not really binge watched it. Uh, I tried to watch the first episode of that and that shit was boring. Just like this show wasn't boring though. This was actually not boring. I sat back and I think I think I said last week on my episode I'll give this a try. And I tried it. I tried give I get I gave this motherfucker a try and I didn't it did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. Made me feel like wow, I'm looking at myself when I was a teen. Well not entirely, but you know, all the shit that the teenagers had to go through type shit, you know. Teacher had to call a motherfucker up to the class to read, the motherfucker don't want to read his paper and that's how I felt when I was in fucking high school. I wrote good papers, and the teachers would be like, hey, you wrote this good paper. You want to read it? No, nah, I don't want to read it. Come on, you got to read it. No, I don't want to read it. Then someone else would volunteer, and I'm not kidding. Someone else would volunteer to read it. Like, the only motherfucker in the class that knew how to read my motherfucking papers. Like, she would read the paper. And uh, I'd just be like, hey, cool. Let her read it. And um, shit. Yeah, but this this show, man. It's a America drama series. It's got an 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, and Google users gave it a 98%. It's a multi, It's about a multi-talented Baz Luhrmann and a team of collaborators, Oscar-winning Catherine Martin, legendary MC Nas, uh, Grandmaster Flash, Pulitzer winner playwright Stephen Aldi Gergeris, 
and hip-hop historian Nelson George have crafted a music-driven uh, drama that documents the emergence of the new art form set in the late 1970s when the New York when New York was at the brink of bankruptcy and disco was dying out. The rise of hip-hop is told through the lives of art, music, and dance of a group of young people in the South Bronx. And man, when I say I like this show, I think, well, the first season, actually it's only got one season. It's got one season. First, it's in parts though. If you go on Netflix and you're trying to figure out why the fuck it says part one and part two, I don't know. Uh, this is a whole first season, though. This is all just one season. So, yeah. First part has five episodes. Second part has actually... First part has six episodes. Second part has five episodes. The first part, it gets you... Man, that shit gets you, like, into it. It really gets you into it. It gets you into the whole aspect of what the fuck's going on, what, what's to come and shit like that. And, you know, at first I'm thinking to myself, man, this is all too good to be true. Uh, otherwise, my black ass would be in the radio station right now doing radio and still trying to figure some shit out on that, too. Still really trying to figure that out because, uh, actually, I really have to get in contact with someone about this because uh, I might be able to get a job for a radio thing. But, yo, this show made me feel like I was looking at some Disney shit. The whole first five episodes, or six episodes, I don't know why I keep saying five, six episodes chronicle around... What's the girl's name? Yvonne? Elette? I don't know the girl's What's the girl's name? Uh, I think it's Mylene, I think. And then um, this dude that's trying to get with her, named Ezekiel. Uh, we got a nice little cast here. We got the motherfucker from uh, Dope. That's the main motherfucker I kept noticing. Uh, I think his name is Shamik Moore. Uh, he plays Shao. Uh, you really just need to get... Dude, dude, I'm not even going to go that far into it. I'm just going to say this, man. You need to watch this fucking television show. I do not want to ruin or spoil this. You need this is a show that you just need to binge watch. If you have if you have nothing to do for a whole fucking day like me. I had nothing to do for a whole day. What was that? Thursday. Thursday, I finished all my projects on a Wednesday. I posted a video, I think, on a Wednesday or a Tuesday of last week, before I did the episode last week for the hump day episode. I did everything I needed to do so I could just go ahead and binge watch this shit. I think I binge watched as a matter of fact after I did the episode on Wednesday and I just watched every fucking episode every episode that's 11 episodes and it's probably like what the longest episode is an hour and 30 minutes the first one the next few are what like 54 55 minutes and that's what I like about Netflix Netflix don't pussyfoot around they give you every fucking episode speaking of every episode of course Orange is the New Black came out and uh, I finally finished that shit thank god not going to spoil that either. Just go check that shit out. Really sad at the end. Really sad. But yo, the get down. Yo, man, this show is like the shit. It is. For those that were born in the 70s or the 80s or whatever, you'll get a kick out of this. It really stayed real. They really stay true to every fucking aspect that happened back then. Not trying to sound like one of those young, ignorant motherfuckers. Back then, um, back in that day, old motherfucker. You know, not trying to bag on the 70s or the 80s or whatever. I'm just saying, yo. It's got a lot of good uh, classic uh, music that's being played. A lot of good fucking um, old school catchphrase. That's what I like about television shows. Like, I've seen television shows that have, like, taken place in, like, a certain time period. And they haven't committed by actually using some of the terminology or the slang or whatever from the back then. So, you hear shit like Disco Duck and uh, Jive or whatever. So, Jive Turkey and all that shit. So, hearing all that makes me feel like, oh, man. 
they really commit to this shit because the lord knows i heard that fucking phrase from my uh parents or uh relatives like for god knows how many times get hellas so um you need to check out the get down it is a good fucking show my problem with it though i'm not trying to spoil the ending for you but it is a problem uh the show has officially been canceled by netflix unfortunately this show and Sense8. I don't know what the fuck Sense8 is. I'm low-key about to go check that shit out. Don't know if I want to, though, because it's like one of those sci-fi typey shows. Look at me. I'm already judging shit, and I haven't even given it a chance. But anyway, The Get Down has been canceled. Never seen a Netflix show get canceled before. I don't think I have. But uh, this show has been canceled. Reason for it being canceled is because it's one of the shows... It is one of the many shows that first fucking premiered or got a season premiere and had one of the low, lowest uh, plays or like viewings by the masses of people who have Netflix or own the subscription or has a subscription to Netflix, my bad. But, yo, not a lot of people watched it. And, hell, hey, I'm a motherfucking, um, I'm, I'm a goddamn uh, accessory to crime here. I did not watch this show until, like, last week. This show actually premiered in 2015, and, um, shit, it premiered in 2000, not 2015, I'm tripping, 2016, and I, I first saw this shit on Worldstar, and I thought to myself, I should give it a look, but at the same time, I thought, nah, fuck it, I'm not gonna watch it, and, for, and then not only that, I actually, I actually thought, hey, I might as well just let this shit, uh, I should just let it pile up, recently, I've been thinking I should just let shows pile up, but as it comes to Netflix, I don't really do that as often. Only because it's like, why would you let a show pile up when you got the whole show to yourself? Like, you don't have to wait each week for a new episode. You can just watch it right now for free and shit. Then wait a whole year. But yeah, that kind of sucks too. I low-key wanted to do it. Sorry, I low-key wanted to do that for um, Orange is the New Black when I first saw that. Orange is the New Black was actually a, a fucking mistake, I think. That was actually a mistake. I think it was a mistake. Uh... I think it was a mistake. I accidentally stumbled upon that shit. But anyway, uh, the get down got canceled because it didn't get a lot of views, and this really sucks because not a lot of uh, it, it really deserves a proper ending. I understand that this could play the ending could play as an ending, as in like it, I've seen. I guess you could say I've been spoiled. I've seen too much Disney and too much other happy ending stuff just to feel like oh man. We can't get a happy ending here. You know, like, we get an ambiguous ending here. And it makes me feel like, damn, man. I mean, I really wish we could have got a concisive ending or a good ending or a feel-good ending where we get to see the future or get to see what happens here or get to see what happens there or anything. But, yo, we are, like, blue-balled. We don't get a chance to see anything. Like, we understand that motherfuckers have a future doing this and that and they get to do all this you get to see shit that happens, like, how everybody's paths and where everyone ends up. But it's like, bruh, not a lot of stuff is tied up in a bow and ribbon. So you don't really get a chance to find out the ending to a whole bunch of people's fates. Like, you get to see the important people. But it's like, dude, you want to see everybody's, uh, what happens to everybody. And, like, man, this show is just good. That's the bottom line. It's just, that is the bottom line. If you're trying to, like, man... You want to watch a show where you want to watch an underdog or somebody try to rise up in the ranks uh, and get this, get his shit or get her shit going or whatever. Just check out this show. 
the young lady, Mylene, she's trying to work hard to be like a singer. She wants to be a singer, nothing more. Her father is like one of those religious type of motherfuckers. You blasphemy. You cannot sing music or you can't do this because it's it's the devil and all that bullshit. And Lord and behold, the father is Gus from fucking Breaking Bad. So he has been on everything, I'm telling you. Like everything if you if you on a good TV show, trust me, the doors will open. Except for Jesse Pinkman. I think Jesse Pinkman played that underground uh need for speed bullshit and since then he's been on that fucking hulu uh, television show but i don't even know what the fuck that is i forgot what is it called get out of this hole the hole in the ground or some shit i don't know but uh i ain't trying to bag on him either because he's a good actor in his own right but yo this show is good man the one problem i had over and over again was like man it seems like see the ezekiel motherfucker reminds me a lot of me not trying to sound conceited but yo uh, I'm trying to do my own thing right now, honestly. I'm trying to do my own thing as a means to entrepreneurship. As you can clearly see, I don't really, I'm not on a real radio station. I don't have my own um, radio stuff going down, uh, except for this. I got my own um, production company going down. So it's like, bruh, I'm trying to do a lot of what he was doing. And I mean, a lot of the shit is paying off low key. I mean, not like what the fuck he was doing, because in the show, his ass was pulling out motherfucking shoeboxes full of, like, rubber bands full of hell of money stocked up. So it's like, bruh, I mean, dude, um, <laughs> yo, I mean, when I get to that point, then, yeah, maybe I can say, but, yo, I'm trying to be on his level, trying to be on my own level where I'm at being an entrepreneur doing for myself type shit. You know, so I'm trying to make some doors open. This show really inspired my black ass to keep doing what the fuck I need to do. Like, how I've been doing this shit every week. And it's trying to get me to get some doors open so I can be able to go out there and get my name out there and get my voice heard. So I can go ahead and be a motherfucking radio broadcaster, radio personality, etc. You know what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, man. Like, this show really is pretty cool. It's cool. Now, for the life of me. I don't understand how this motherfucker's voice can be deep one minute and then raspy in the other minute. Like, real talk, if you listen to this nigga Ezekiel, just listen to him. The motherfucker sound deep-voiced in the motherfucker. Then the next minute, it just sounds like, hey, guys, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Maybe he was just going through pu- puberty while he was doing this shit. I don't know how old that motherfucker was, but a lot of these motherfuckers was like, this is a good casting. This, If anything, this shit reminds me of Crooklyn. Not the story in particular, but it gives me that Crooklyn vibe. If you ever seen that movie with Spike Lee's uh, Crooklyn, it gives me that kind of vibe. Uh, young man is um, what's the nigga, what's the dude's name? Uh, Ezekiel's real name is Justice Smith. He's actually 21 years old, so he's going through that. I don't know. He can't be going through no voice transition, nothing. But yo, these guys, this lineup, this crew, a one. I mean, for me to hear have to for me to have to hear about the fucking net, the show getting canceled, it sucks. It really does. It sucks. That doesn't mean that this show is not good. You need to go check it out, man. This is one of those shows that deserves a continuity continuation. I kind of really do hope that. I mean, I know Netflix would be fucking stupid to give this to like some television show and then they put this on regular TV because they will dumb this shit down. They cannot afford Jaden Smith. They can't afford to have half of these people. You know damn well that people, these motherfuckers getting paid hellas already, especially Jaden Smith. For someone like Jaden Smith to be on this motherfucker, 
Jaden Smith is weird, by the way. He is weird as fuck. Not because of what the fuck was happening in that show, but he he just he's a weird motherfucker. I'm just saying. Straight up. That nigga has always been weird to me. Way before this shit. Ever since the karate kid, after a little bit of karate kid, after fading off of the karate kid flow, yo, that motherfucker's been weird to me. Regardless of all the shit that was going on in this show, he has always low key been weird to me. He's a cool little dude or whatever and half of the shit he does, but yo. This motherfucker's weird. So, he plays a weird motherfucker in this show, too, if you're wondering. Um, but, yeah, dude, like, um, this is actually a good show. I really hope that this show can continue. Uh, maybe they just psyching us out. Maybe they can pick this shit back up where it left off maybe sometime in the near future. Hell, I wouldn't even mind if they do, like, some type of four years later and they go into the future and pick up right where they left off from there. Would not mind that. If they did that, I'm feeling hype right now talking about it. But if they did that, I will be fucking ecstatic glad i will gladly watch this shit when it first starts again trust me i will not fuck this up and if y'all are listening y'all need to check that shit out also click that follow button and uh share and also subscribe if you're listening or if you subscribe if you're listening on itunes if you're an itunes listener i notice a lot more itunes listeners than on my motherfucking soundcloud like straight up uh, on iTunes, I see that the damn play thing goes on. Um, that's another thing, too. When you play on iTunes, I just realized if you play on iTunes, it doesn't even count as a play on SoundCloud. I think I said that before, but dude, that sucks because, like, I want some plays on SoundCloud, too. So, I mean, shit, if you're listening right now, iTunes, go up to SoundCloud. Help a brother out if you got a computer because if you, if you don't got a computer, you got to download SoundCloud. And I know that's a fucking hassle. That sucks. That fucking sucks. I think it did. It always used to be like this. You have to download SoundCloud just to hear someone list, like just listen to somebody. Because if that's the case, man, I can understand why motherfuckers don't feel like just oh, I gotta download this and do all this extra shit. And it's like, man, I get it. But yo, support your boy. I'm trying to get my name out there. Uh, that was the good down though, man. You need to check that shit out, man. It's a good ass show. Good. But um, moving on to a a, a film, uh, a good film. I don't want to say mediocre, but uh, long as fuck, though. Finally got a chance to watch Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales. 2017 PG-13 fantasy action, 2 hours, 33 minutes long. 7.1 out of 10 IMDb, 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. And what what's after the credits gave it a 4.3 out of 5. Never heard of that fucking website. What's after the credits? Never heard of that website. Is a, uh, a rating website. So, um... This was a good-ass movie. It was a good movie. Good movie, but a lot of plot holes. See, at this point, watching Pirates of the Caribbean, I feel lost as fuck, low-key. Really feel lost as fuck. A lot of shit goes down. A lot of shit has happened. Last night, I did a whole fucking... I did a whole... Um, I think it's been what? Uh, let's see. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. It's been like 15 years. I think it's actually been 15. Has it? Wait. Let me see. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 4, 15, 16, 17. Nope, 14. I'm tripping. It's been 14 years, man. This franchise has been going on for 14 years. Is it? Is there another franchise? Uh, probably Saw. Because I think Saw 8 is coming out this year. I believe it is. But, yo, this is a fucking long-ass franchise. And I've had to go back in time and go watch the other ones just to understand and comprehend what's going on. And, um, yo, man, this is, um, thrust into an all-new adventure. Down on his luck, Captain Jack Sparrow feels the winds of ill fortune blowing even more strongly when dealing 
when deadly ghost sellers led by his old nemesis, the evil Captain Salza, escaped from the Devil's Triangle. Jack's only hope of survival lies in seeking out the legendary trident of Poseidon, but to find it, he must forge an uneasy alliance with the brilliant and beautiful astronomer of a headstrong young man in a British Navy. So bottom line is, man, this whole movie basically, I, I thought it was going to wrap up everything that was going down. I thought it was going to end this because if you look at the trailer, it actually says um, go on this last adventure with Jack Sparrow. But I think there was like a question mark or something. I'm not entirely sure. So, yo, this probably isn't the end. I really thought this was going to be in, especially after seeing those end credits. Yeah, this this does not help on the whole idea of is this the end of our heroes? Is this all? This is this it? But uh, yeah, man, it's not. I don't think this is. So um, I guess we're moving. Um, I guess we get like a part two ending. I've seen motherfuckers. Uh, I've seen motherfuckers get like. Um, I've seen. Um, let me think. What movie have I seen in particular? I've seen movies get like a part one. Part, oh, oh yeah, of course. What was that movie called? Uh, I gotta watch that shit too. I never finished it. Uh, the Hunger Games. I I know Hunger Games got a part one and a part two, and then this is how I felt like with this is how I felt with this Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Pirates of the Caribbean made me feel so fucking old watching this. The Dead Man Tell No Tales. It made me feel old because it made me feel bad for Jack Sparrow for him. Jack Sparrow is a, a fucking funny, lovable character. I mean, he's a funny ass character. Whims. Motherfuckers that probably don't watch this movie would be like, "Oh, it's so important." Just go watch part one. I'm telling you. First time I saw Pirates of the Caribbean, I thought to myself, fuck the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a fucking pirate movie. It's Disney. They do anything. The shit sells. But, um, yo, when I first saw that shit, I did not want anything to do with it. Did not care about it. My brother was the one that actually got me into Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I think it was on accident, too. It actually played a long time ago. I think on, like, TNT one time. And uh, we flicked the channel over when I was like, it was back in like 2003 when this came out. So it had to be like a year later, two years later, when um, part one was allowed to be on TV all of a sudden. Because it didn't need to, you know how it'd be, go on DVD and then they go on to, wow, don't mind that. There's the fireworks by these kids. So yeah, one of the motherfuckers going to blow off their hand. So anyway, yo, um, my brother got me hooked on this shit. And um, ever since then, I started watching every one, every one of them. Not, not going to sit up here and say every one of them was good, because like a few of them are just lackluster. If part one, part two are good. Part three is confusing as fuck. Is part three, if part three is the one with the mermaids and the red beard, that one was a, was a dud. I did not like that one. Didn't like it. Didn't pretty much care for it. This part, this dead man tells no tale, though, it was aight. Aight. A little goofy and campy at times. It's just... Yeah, it's so extra at times, but dude, you should just give this a watch. Not gonna go way far into detail about this. There are scenes that make me feel like, wow, that is so cool. I think they did CGI or whatever, where they they showed Jack. I don't know if they did CGI or they just put makeup on this man, but there was a scene that showed Jack Sparrow how he became Jack Sparrow, the captain and a fucking pirate, the the best pirate or whatever. Like his antics and how they did that shit so well. Um, the fact that they, um, the fact that they did that, well, it, I, I just, I'm just trying to figure out, did they use CGI or did they use makeup? I mean, cause uh, Johnny Depp is a young looking motherfucker, young looking motherfucker, always been young looking, but I mean, really, did they use makeup to make him look like a young Jack Sparrow without the beard and all the, um, you know, accessories and shit, or did they just, 
if they just get a stunt double or what because motherfucker was looking like himself in from friday uh, not friday 13 nightmare on elm street he was looking just like that not like that not just like that shit but you get my drift he looked like a younger person the fuck is he drinking like lazarus juice or he's in, did they dump him the lazarus piff pit or did he just and by the way that's another thing too in the whole movie the the Poseidon Trident thing, the uh, Trident the Poseidon or whatever, is supposed to kill or fuck up all the um, curses of the sea. Every curse. So they're trying to break the curse of uh, Orlando Bloom's son. is trying to break the curse of his father being the Flying Dutchman. Trying to break the curse of like practically anything. Saza's curse of him being trapped inside the, the triangle or whatever. The sea's triangle. And then um, it makes me wonder... Do they break the curse of, uh... See, now, if they do have a part to it, and they gotta add that girl who was, uh... The Flying Dutchman's... Not the Flying Dutchman's... The, uh... Redbeard's, uh, daughter. They have to tell us what the fuck's gonna happen there. Because, technically, she drank from the Founder Youth. So, you would think she's gonna get older now, or what? So, you don't know. We, we don't know. So, yeah. Give this a look-see. Unfortunately, this movie had the curse of playing... When of all things was playing, I think, uh, what movie was playing? Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out right around the time this movie came out. So, um, yeah, of course this movie wasn't going to do any good. I think this movie came out and that Baywatch movie came out. Not watching Baywatch, because when I was a kid, I watched Baywatch. And, um, yeah, the, mob, the females was bad in the motherfucker. But, uh, yo. Baywatch is just some comedy wannabe 21st jump 21 jump street type shit. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but yo, y'all came out right around the time when Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Y'all was asking for those low those low ratings and that low box office draw, so yeah. Um next on the list though, a movie that everybody's giving praise. Can't can't say I don't know. I I don't know why honestly. I mean, I ain't going to even shit on the movie like that. I'm not going to shit on the movie like that cuz I'm actually proud. I'm proud that this movie did good. I'm just trying to figure out what's the big deal about it. Because I watched it. I actually bootlegged this motherfucker. Like, I bootlegged it. I went on my fucking fire stick and I went to Cody and I saw the shit there. So, um, I, it was Wonder Woman. PG-13, 2017. Fantasy, sci-fi, fiction film. Two hours, 21 minutes long. Got an 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Google users gave it a 93%. The budget was $149 million, and you know what? I have no issue with that, that this movie has been getting, given so much motherfucking praise. Why? Because, bruh, DC is finally getting a chance to probably get ready to shit on Marvel. And you know what? I'm going to say this shit right now. Because Wonder Woman did good, watch Marvel try to pull off some Black Widow shit out their ass just to give us a movie. And then don't get me wrong, I would love to see a Black Widow film. Would love to. Why? Because bruh, uh, if you heard the backstory of her with the uh with uh her being um trained to be some fucking killer and being in some damn orphanage and also being um she was a uh, what's the word? She was a uh, I don't even know. See, I, I'm starting to hate this now. Recently, I've been really forgetful lately. What is the word I'm looking for? And by the way, the word I was looking for the last two episodes was chemistry. For that fucking F is for family. Chemistry. Shit. But the word here was, uh, she was like, um, what is it? Um, you get your tubes tied or whatever. You can't have children. You're, in, you're ineligible to have children. 
Uh, I was trying to use another word for it, but I cannot remember for the life of me. I think it starts with an S. Um, can't even remember it. Anyway, though, um, I would love to see her backstory. Would love to see a Black Widow movie. But this this is about Wonder Woman, though. Wonder Woman basically is uh before she was a before she was Wonder Woman, she was Diana, princess of the Amazons, trained to be an unconquerable warrior, raised on a sheltered island paradise. Diana meets an American pilot. Chris Pine, who tells her about the massive conflict that's raging in the outside world, um, basically uh, convinced that she's uh, she can stop the threat. Diana leaves her home for the first time, fighting alongside men in the war uh, to end all wars. She finally discovers her full powers and her true destiny. So, uh, a lot of this reminded me of an episode of Justice League. I don't know if you've seen Justice League Unlimited. It's the episode where this old-ass aviator is narrating the story about how he saw how he got help from superheroes uh fucking wonder woman to be specific uh and i think it was i think it was he called her angel a whole bunch of times and at the end of the episode it shows diana standing outside the um old folks home and, and seeing him and he looked over at her again or whatever and it's like she's living forever or some type shit so uh this kind of reminded me of that only it's a film, and it's like, you know, of course someone has to die. This ain't Disney. This is DC. And DC brought back a lot of that dark, gritty feel, but it was in a good way. The director of the film, I believe, was Patty Jenkins. So no Zack Snyder here. Uh, I think that's his name. Is it Zack Snyder? Zack Snyder or Jack Snyder? One of my teachers was my, um, one of my professors was a director, so I get those two confused. It's either Jack or Zack. One of the teachers, I think my teacher was Jack, so I don't know. Um, but yo, this is actually a good movie. Good movie. Uh, critics. My whole thing was, I mean, I'm not trying to bag on it. Women empowerment, feminism, all that shit. I'm just saying, dude. Don't I don't really see the big deal about it. Maybe it's because I just I'm not really acclimated to Wonder Woman as like as I am with Superman and Batman. I've seen Batman more Batman and Superman films combined than any other Marvel film out there. So it's like, bruh. Maybe I'm just, like, conditioned to, like, just give a fuck about Superman and Batman because, I mean, any other DC film is done horribly. I mean, really, if you think about it, if you look at the Green Lantern film, which they did not continue, thank God. Uh, he's in Deadpool now, Ryan Reynolds. Um, you look at all these other films, you don't expect much. I was really not expecting much out of this film, and I'm glad they did good because, dude, finally, they can fight back. They don't need to deal with the Marvel super juggernaut power of Marvel and like, dude, thank you. Just thank you, DC, for finally giving us something. Like I said, this film kind of reminded me of that episode. from Just If you've seen the episode of Justice League, the one I'm talking about, where the aviator is giving his story about how the war went and you see Wonder Woman and shit, it's kind of like this. But at the same time, it's not. It's like when the one, it's like if you've seen the first episode of Justice League, when Wonder Woman, ah, when Wonder Woman leaves the fucking island, it's like that. It's like that, and it's also like that other episode with the Aviator explaining what happened. Only the Aviator dies in this fucking movie. Spoilers, but yeah. Um, this is a good film. This is a good film. Liked it. Don't know what the big, big, big idea is, because everybody keeps saying, it's way better than Batman. I would not go that far, people. Uh, my girl actually said this was better than The Dark Knight. I'm thinking like, oh, hell no. The Dark Knight, to me personally, was one of the best superhero movies ever made so just being honest if you can prove me wrong or write a comment underneath right now tell me what other movie is the best i mean i'd probably go as far as to say a, a good group superhero movie 
I'd probably say Guardians of the Galaxy, honestly. I mean, I like the Avengers, but Guardians of the Galaxy Part 1 was actually fucking good as... It is a good-ass fucking movie. But, uh, yo, not trying to bag on Wonder Woman. Don't see what the big, big, big idea is. I would give it like a... I don't know, man. i give it an 8 or a 7 out of 10, honestly. It was... Just, maybe I just had to go to the theaters and watch this shit. Because this is a movie I fucking, uh, fire stick to. I fire stick the fucking Jack Sparrow's goddamn Pirates of the Caribbean movie too. So, yeah. Um, moving on though to E3, God E3 man, hold on. There it is. All right, man. E3. This shit lasted for three days. Today is uh, what Wednesday. Actually, it's still going. I believe. Yep, I'm not looking at it. Yep, it just loaded. June fourteenth. This shit is still going for four days now. It started Monday. It's still going. I think it's about a. It used to be just three days for the three platforms. Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. Honestly, given my whole general output of it so far, I've I've seen a little bit of the Nintendo. I uh, was not expecting a lot. Um, I've seen a, the Xbox for the most part. Uh, PlayStation, I've seen for the majority, all of it. Uh, I think at the beginning, I actually said I've seen all of it for all of it. But yo, um, this is like one of the first E3s that I've actually been able to I've been able to catch because. A long time ago, I used to watch E3 on, um, yeah, what is it called? G4. It used to be Channel 75 over here in St. Louis. It was a video game channel with, uh, it was like a whole bunch of video game, um, people that would do TV shows like Cheat and X Play, Adam Sessler, Morgan Webb. And, um, then you had, uh, you had all these shows that just center around video games. You, I come home from school, you, it was like a, a show about using cheat codes and, you know, video games for PlayStation 2. Then you had the X-Play where they showcase video games, games that you should get, or they just, like, do ratings on them and tell us how good they are and all that stuff. It was so cool. But that's how I used to watch E3. And ever since that whole thing has been taken off the air and everything has been cut off, period, point blank, I have not had a way or a chance to be able to watch E3 unless I go to IGN.com and live stream it. But IGN kind of sucks when it comes to live streaming because it's always lagging or the screen is always closing for some reason. So I got a chance finally to utilize YouTube's live streaming because YouTube now allows motherfucking live streaming of almost anything. I literally just watched SmackDown on YouTube live stream. Like there's a live stream for almost anything. You can you can literally see it. if it says live now, just click it. There are live streams of like music, hip hop, 24 hours a day. Live streams of Family Guy episodes playing 24 hours a day. Live stream of, uh, I think there was a SpongeBob live stream. There was, um, of course, E3. There's, uh, there's practically anything you can watch. People are live streaming their video game channels and all that shit too. So it is cool as fuck. I live streamed the whole E3. The damn PlayStation thing lasted for a whole four hours. Um, I sat back and watched the whole thing, and I was pleased. Pleased. My, even my Xbox friends were pleased. One of my Xbox friends said, hey, I need to get on my fucking PlayStation. And low-key, just like what he said and how I'm feeling, I need to get on Nintendo, kind of. Kind of want to get on Nintendo. Until I see that one game, that breakout game, that will make me want to just go ahead and get over there. Hopefully, Donkey Kong. They need to make a fucking Donkey Kong. I, Donkey Kong, like I've already elaborated in my, what, what episode was that? I think it was the episode about the 90s, uh, my very first video game episode, Donkey Kong 64 for the Nintendo 64. Ever since that game came out for Rare, 
And Rare used to make the... Rare used to have all the fucking games. The coolest fucking game. Conquer. Uh, there was the goddamn Donkey Kong, Banjo-Kazooie. A whole bunch of fucking games that was so cool for Rare. But, yo. Ever since Rare left, um, Donkey Kong has had his hits and misses. Uh, I'm not a fan, of really, of the Donkey Kong Country series. I would rather see a Donkey Kong's uh, maybe a standalone platform. Give Donkey Kong his own goddamn game, Nintendo. I know Nintendo ain't listening, but yo, dude, give Donkey Kong his fucking game. Donkey Kong needs his own game again. Like, I would like to not know goddamn Jungle Beat or any of that other bullshit. Because I remember playing that, and as fun as it was, no. It was just a straight 2D platformer. Running around using bongo drums and all that—that that was so fucking um, janky. I and I never beat it either because uh, you had to use the bongo drums, and my parents were not having that shit. They were not having that shit. I used to wake up in the morning, plug it in, go downstairs and play with the bongo drums, and my dad would be like, "Hey, hey, hey, yeah, chill out with that. Just use the controller." And it's like you can't use the, the controller. Oh my god, using that fucking controller, the GameCube controller for that game is just. It's horrible. It's like they designed the bongo drums in order. It's, it's like they, they purposely fucked up the controls. Because the controls are all fucked up. But that's not the point. Point is, man, Donkey Kong needs his own game. And then I will get Nintendo. I seen that Nintendo Switch. And don't get me wrong. The game looks convenient as fuck. You can go out in public. And like, dude, if you're going out, just going out to chill. You can actually play that fucking game somewhere. Like, low-key, I've seen the commercials and motherfuckers is playing the game on the goddamn air, air and the goddamn airplanes and shit like that. But it's like, bruh, I would not want to get robbed or stuck up for some fucking Nintendo Switch. At the same time, though, dude, I fucks with Nintendo Switch low-key. Don't have one, but if they had the game, I would get it. If, if they said Super Smash Brothers was coming out for that shit and Donkey Kong, I'm already on that motherfucker. You wouldn't even have to ask me. I would have just been on that shit. But for the PlayStation panel in general, the thing that caught my attention, uh, for the most important things that caught my attention, of course, of course, going to get right into it, World War II. Call of Duty World War II. Call of Duty World War II, man. Comes out November 3rd. Beta starts August, I think, 20th something. 13th, 18th, I don't know, but I got my motherfucking pre-order code and passwords. I'm going to be on that shit. Wait a minute. I'm trying to think uh where's my receipt i do i think i have my receipt upstairs so yeah I, I should have my damn code anyway though um yeah so gonna be ready for um the beta i was not pleased with that the fact that they gave us a multiplayer trailer and i hate when they do those trailers where it's not the real actual in-game footage they 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 labeled it and says actual in-game footage i'm thinking to myself no this is not this is bullshit this is probably just some in-game, like, you know, some, this is probably just some, you know, choreographed graphics or some, you know, random shit like that. I hate when they choreograph shit. Just let things happen naturally. Then give us the, you know, give us, okay, what I hate most of all is this. Every Call of Duty has had, like, if any other Call of Duty has had a theater mode, why not implement or use your own design now i understand they want to make shit look sleek and fun and all that stuff man for any multiplayer um trailer i wish they would just give us like uh if they gonna have a th if they gonna have a theater mode for this i wish they would just like do a whole bunch of games and then just shoot and save everything in theater mode and then just make something out of all the shit they have done 
because I want to see stuff in that from that ass point. I don't want to see stuff in some high glamour, glitz and glam graphics, and then we get some actual bullshit camping and all this other bullshit. Now, I will be staying corrected like a motherfucker because my friend Compton, he sends me a link of the, um, sends me a link of the, um, of some multiplayer gameplay footage from, uh, T. Martin, the dick rider himself from, um, the Call of Duty, uh, channel. He has his own YouTube channel. He dick rides to get, uh, the first act. <laughs> Let me stop. He gets, uh, early footage every year of, uh, gameplay footage along with other people I probably don't, or I'm unaware of, but I'm not entirely sure, but yo. He uh, showed us some gameplay footage, and I was pleased. I'm, I will honestly say I was pleased at what I seen. Like real talk, the game has not never looked any better. I'm looking at the. I had to look at. I'm looking at the goddamn World War Two, and then I'm looking at the re. Of course, if you're looking at the remastered, I mean, yo, compare remaster. You can't compare remastered to the damn World War Two. You can if you compare Infinite Warfare to the World War Two, dude. World War II is going to be shitting on everything. Especially the fact that they're going back in time. We are finally going back to our roots. Now, I'm kind of not pleased in that aspect because I'm thinking like, man, like a lot of people are going to be complaining and saying, this is like Battlefield. No, Battlefield is like Call of Duty because Battlefield came out after Call of Duty. Call of Duty is a fucking franchise. It's been out for the longest. Now, honestly, I, I used to think Metal and Honor and Call of Duty was the same fucking thing, but yo. Call of Duty is his own thing in his own right and has done his own thing for a long time. Trust me. Call of Duty is the main reason why I do all my gaming videos, got my gaming channel on YouTube, all that shit. Like, real talk. Ever since Call of Duty came out, the Modern Warfare 2 and all that shit, I, I've been hooked. I've gotten every fucking Call of Duty every year for the past few years. And I've not played Infinite Warfare because I do not fuck with that game. I played it a few times, but dude, I don't fuck with it. For real, for real. But, uh, yo, I can't wait for WWE 2 to to come out because, dude, they finally got the war coming back. It kind of looks like we're used to. They say it's like a campaign type of feel, so I hope it's not totally campaign. Hopefully it's multiplayer so we can, like, man, war is going to be the shit. That's all I got to say. I used to play war on World War War Day War, so, dude, war is going to be the shit. And I only hope that because we're getting World War that World War Two, I keep fucking that up. I only hope that since we're getting World War Two, this means that next year, after this Call of Duty, hopefully we get a maybe I don't know Modern Warfare like five. I don't know how do you say it? Could you say five? Could you even say Modern Warfare five at this point? Hopefully we get a war a war game that's like I don't know man like a boots to ground, no flying. Now, knowing knowing how they had to pander to the crowd, I get the feeling like, yeah, they obviously just going to give the kids something to play next year, space games, and we're going to be stuck on our World War II games. Probably no big deal. Hopefully, they don't add all these extra implementations or all these additions to the fucking game. Like, um, like I want to say, see, I can actually see them uh, giving us some DLC where it's like, oh, you order now, you get the Wonder Waffle. You order now to get this uh, new DLC, you're going to get the Wonder Waffle. And I'm like, dude, they add the Wonder Waffle to the regular gameplay, then, yo, I'm, they, I'm, 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 I'm turned off like a motherfucker. Like, no. I've heard there are not going to be any classes, no class setups. You're going to have your own divisions and shit like that. You will actually have your own um, groups and 
you know, kind of like a clan, like clan wars and shit like that. So it seems like it would be pretty cool. I'm really hoping that this game does good for itself because I have not loved Call of Duty as much as I'm feeling like I would love this one since uh, Black Ops um, Black Ops 2 or Modern Warfare 3. At the hype, that is. not Because Modern Warfare 3, I did not like it. I like Modern Warfare 2. I like Black Ops 1, even though I shitted on it before it even came out. Uh, Black Ops 2 was cool. A lot of people I know say it wasn't really good, but I like Black Ops 2. You can still murder mode and murder mode you can still murder and trail motherfuckers on there a lot of slain now you can still kill the dude you you can murder mop on that motherfucker that's all i gotta say you can molly wop some people in that goddamn game that's the bottom line so yeah uh can't wait for world war ii to come out the game the other game that got my attention uh i almost called it a uh last of us ripoff uh was the days gone game days gone is um what was it it's like a zombie game I believe it, it comes out, the initial date is supposed to come out, it's supposed to be December 29th, 2017. Uh, it's by the Unreal Engine. Uh, Days Gone is an upcoming open world action adventure survival horror video game in the development by SIE, uh, Ben Studio for the PlayStation 4. You just need to go check that shit out. It's like Days Gone, it's like, it's like motherfucking Last of Us, that's the bottom line. I'm looking at it, even the title, when you look at the title, the front cover, just go look at the front cover. I, I go click day search days gone by days gone on um Google and then look at that PlayStation cover and you cannot tell me they don't look like some um the font by um Last of Us. All I gotta say is this is a Last of Us Last of Us lookalike uh ripoff, but at the same time it looks raw. I think this is a game built to give us get us over or get us by until uh Last of Us come out because Last of Us I believe is supposed to come out. Or get the initial um, trailers or gameplay footage in 2018. Then we might see it in 2019. Not entirely sure. But yo, when Last of Us comes out, it's over. Get ready. The video game awards, all that shit, it's over. It all goes to that fucking game. I used to shit on Last of Us. Part 1, I used to shit on that game. As in, um, that game is garbage. I used to call it stupid. Dude, when I first played that fucking game, I stood corrected. Maybe I can stand, be standing corrected for this game, too. Not entirely sure yet, but yo, uh, I'm going to be checking this shit out. This is something that got my attention. Looks pretty goddamn cool. You just need to go check it out. Type in Days Gone. Hell, if you're a video game fan, you obviously seen it already. If you have not, and you were a video game fan, or you want to see some fucking zombie-type games, and you want to play that shit, trust me. Go look at Days Gone. Game look raw as fuck. Like, for real. Other game... Of course, Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4. I think it's being called Marvel Spider-Man. Um, looks pretty cool. Honestly, uh, it's supposed to come out initial date, I guess, is 2018. Uh, Spider-Man is Spider-Man. Everybody knows who the fuck Spider-Man is. The game just looks cool as fuck. That's the bottom line. Never have I wanted to get a Spider-Man game so much since um, Spider-Man 2. When Spider-Man 2 was on the Xbox and the PlayStation 2 and all that, like... I have not wanted a Spider-Man game since then, and this is a game that I know I'm going to pick this up. Not a lot has been told about the story of what the fuck's going on, but I mean, come on now. It's Spider-Man. You know who the fuck Spider-Man is, so I don't need to go into full detail. All I need to tell you is you need to go check that shit out. Spider-Man looks good. It looks clean as fuck. That's the bottom line. Spider-Man looks clean as fuck on right now. But the only problem I have is it kind of has that... 
um, if you if you played the the last Spider-Man, I think that Web of Shadows game, I think it has that quick web uh, slinging thing where you just press the A button to hurry up and swing to that next pole in this area. I don't like that. Like that's the only part I don't like. Now I now when you're in close areas and close little near, if you're in the building, you should be able to do that. No problem, no issues with that. Now if you're outside in the public and you're swinging around, I want to just swing around and feel like I'm swinging just like I was in PlayStation Two. The web slinging looks fucking amazing. Like that's all I gotta say. That's the best part about the game. Swinging around the webs and being able to save motherfuckers at random. Best part of the game. I will be getting this game most definitely. It will be on my list along with World War II, Days Gone, and um, any other games on that list. Uh, just yet, not entirely. Oh, God of War 4, most definitely. Uh, God of War 4, that game will be on my list. Um, I won't be talking about that much, though, because I'm not really... I've got God of War 3. Never played 1 or 2. Should be playing part one and two so I can get a feel of what the fuck's going on because I'm still confused as all hell of what the hell the whole story is about. Don't even know what part four is about. All I know is he has a son now, Kratos. I'm thinking that's Kratos. Is that Kratos? Because he has a beard and it looks like they're in the past now. I'm not entirely sure. So that was up. That was in the, uh, the front for that. Nintendo. Nintendo. It showed us more Mario, Mario shit for the most part. And some handheld games. I mean, they killed it in the handheld markets. But, yo, I would really love to see Nintendo, I don't know, you know, pull some more shit out their ass as a means to, um, you know, maybe giving us more platform. Maybe more creative shit. More, you know. I mean, you expect Mario to be at E3 now. If Mario isn't at E3, that's a fucking shock. Like, for real. Because at this point now, if if, if Mario, Metroid, or Legend of Zelda ain't at E3... Then it's like, wow, really? Sure, they bold this year. They must, they must have confidence in themselves. But yo, yeah, um, Nintendo did this thing in the handheld department. It really bored the hell out of me. Xbox, on the other hand, Xbox was kind of boring. The only thing that caught my attention was that teacup game, teacup head, cuphead, whatever the fuck it's called, because the animation, the graphics look like an old Mickey Mouse cartoon. I have never seen a video game have like a Mickey Mouse cartoon animation or graphic style. That shit looks pretty cool. If I had an Xbox, I would play that. Otherwise, that's pretty much all that caught my attention, honestly. Xbox try to showcase its, um, I don't even know what the fuck it is. It's the Xbox X. So it was like the Super Xbox or the Xbox 3. I don't know. The first thing I thought was if this is Xbox 3, then, um, bruh. Hopefully, PlayStation doesn't come out with a PlayStation 5. I We just got our PlayStations, people. We just, we're just we just getting the motherfuckers. Do not bombard us with these new systems. If we're not ready, just just chill. Stick with the PlayStation 4 for now. Then let's move on to the next ones in years' time. But damn, like, let's just chill first. Come on. The whole consensus with this Xbox X shit, though, for the main thing. I hate when they try to talk down to us. They give us these big words like there's a four mega mega megabyte processor and a gigabyte gigahertz and all this extra shit. Like, bruh, just say it's 4K. That's all you gotta say. That's all it was to 4K. That's it. The Xbox X is just 4K. 4K, more space, more graphics, and more interface. I think all that just rhymed on accident. I rhymed on accident. I like I rhyme on accident a lot. Anyway, though, that's it. 
That's all Xbox had. My friend said that Xbox seemed like it was shitty this year. He's going to PlayStation 4. Hell, I don't blame him. I mean, honestly, I haven't really been on PlayStation 4. I'm just waiting for these new games to come out. Because every time... I mean, PlayStation 4, is to me, it has a lot of good games. But, I mean, really, I feel like I'm getting older. Because, like, dude, I have not been playing PlayStation 4 games in a minute. The last game that I really played and was really into was The Last of Us. Last of Us was the last game I was really, really into. So... I mean, I can't wait till Part 2 comes out. Can't wait till this day is gone and Spider-Man and World War 2 and all these other games come out. Because, dude, I'm going to be playing them like a motherfucker. So, um, yeah. With that being said, that was E3 on that front. Um, I'm going to be wrapping this up soon. I have three things, which is why I call this shit decisions. Decisions for this weekend. Man, this Sunday is Father's Day. We'll not be doing one of these things, quite obviously. Because I'm going to be spending time with my father. Father. But anyway, uh, Sunday is the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. That's another thing. I'm going to have to go ahead and uh, say this right away because I usually don't say this as often. I will be having co-hosts for my next episode for my reviews on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and the Daily News along with the pay-per-view predictions and review. You'll be hearing from Keith Baskin, uh, Uncle Grit, and Marcus Montreson. Eli Enigma, whatever he would like to be referred to, either one of them would like to be referred to as. So, with that being said, yeah, you'll be looking forward to that. I'm not entirely sure if both episodes will be posted on Saturday. Well, if the prediction episode will be posted along with the um, reviews of this week's episodes. So, I'll be reviewing, doing the news, and doing predictions. And then Sunday night or Monday night, I'll be doing the um, review to Money in the Bank, which takes place here in St. Louis, Missouri, which is why I said I can't do that because it's Father's Day and I don't want to, you know, I want to spend time with my father. So, yeah. Um, with that being said on that front, Saturday, though, Saturday, though, uh, Saturday is Comic-Con. Uh, I don't know which kind of Comic-Con it is. It's a St. Louis Comic-Con coming here. There is a $15 pass on the Saturday. Sunday is a $12 pass. The weekend is $20. Uh, it's Mighty Con. It pre- it's present St. Louis Comic Con. Uh, Mighty Con presents it. Over 100 vendors, artists, creators, and guests. This is June 17th and 18th, 2017. Saturday at 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. One Convention Center Plaza, St. Charles, Missouri, 63303. St. Louis, um, I mean, STL, um, yeah, I'm fucking this up. St. Louis Comic Con.com. So, yeah, apparently, we'll be looking forward to seeing. I've heard Billy the Blue Ranger from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers will be there. I've also heard that, um, I, I believe he will be there along with, um, I think I heard that Billy D. Williams will be there. Not entirely sure that's true. Someone came up to this shot where I get my hair done, they said that was true. So, Hey, I'm looking forward to that shit. If that is true, then hey, that's what's up. I low-key want to go there. I got a lot of shit going on, though, this weekend. So it's like, I got to make a decision. And then Friday, of course. So uh, Friday, of course, is uh, the Tupac film, which is something that I will be talking about right now very briefly on Tupac, All Eyes on Me. Apparently, so far, the critics who gets to see it early, ah, gets to see it early, you know, those little movie viewings and shit they gave it a 7.9 out of 10 on imdb 
Uh, All Eyes on Me is a rated R 2017 drama biopic or biography, two hours and 20 minutes. The true untold story of prolific um, rapper, actor, poet, and activist Tupac Shakur, played by Demetrius Shipp Jr. from his early days in New York to his status as one of the world's most recognized and influential voices. Against all odds, Shakur's raw talent, powerful lyrics, and more revolutionary mindset establish him as a cultural icon whose legacy continues to grow long after his death. And this is true. It comes out June 16, 2017, of course, Friday. The budget was $45 million. This shit is, you know this shit finna go. This shit finna go. I, I remember when I went to go see Straight Outta Compton, there was a line from, in my mall, there was a line from the front of the, it was a line in the front of the ticket booth. All the way to the back of the fucking um, Panda Express. Now, if you're in St. Louis and you know what the Galleria is, you know that's fucking long. The Panda Express line is all the way up against the uh, the wall. So that's from one wall to the next. That's from one side of the mall all the way up to the other side of the mall. If that's that's shit. If the entrance of the mall was at the the food court area, that would have been the entrance from the that would have been from the entrance to the mall to the goddamn area of the movie theater that is a long ass fucking line i'm just saying that this movie so far has already got the same rating as uh straight out of compton imdb uh straight out of compton got a 7.9 out of 10 uh, imdb 87 percent on rotten tomatoes uh google users gave it a 96 percent uh its budget was 200 201.6 million dollars so that's way way more than what the fuck um tupac's movie's doing uh, this came out in 2015, though, so as good as this movie did, though, because I, I believe this movie did, like, it, shit, this movie racked in way more than what the fuck it had it used to make the movie. I think it racked in, actually, I'm sorry, yeah, the box office was $201.6 million. The budget was um, $50 million gross, but uh, $45 million net. So, yeah, about the same. So, I'm pretty sure this movie finna do buku bucks. We fin they are they oh my god the box office is about to, and dude look at the box office right now look at what it's going against honestly I know I just did a review on Wonder Woman but dude Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman Tupac Shakur is Tupac Shakur so think about it who the fuck is about to blow away the box office this weekend Tupac finna trail these motherfuckers so uh, I would hope so um the other movie that's had a biopic notorious um biggie smalls film got a 6.7 out of 10 on imdb 51 percent on rotten tomatoes 60 percent on metacritics its budget was 20 million back then so way lower uh the box office draw though was 44.5 million uh after after what happened with that straight out of compton thing though and, and how this how interactive this whole generation is now with technology and how social media is um, trust me, it's about to blow motherfucking the, both of these movies out of the water. No disrespect to either one of these, uh, this group, the group, straight, um, NWA or Biggie Smalls in general, but dude, uh, the, these movies about to get blown out of the water, I would hope. So Tupac is about to trail motherfuckers, this is about to be real. Get ready for the memes, get ready for all the funny shit that you're gonna see this weekend. It's about to be crazy. Crazy is all hell. So, um... More power to the Tupac film. I hope that it uh, does good uh, in its own right. I really hope that this Demetrius Ship Jr. motherfucker does does a good job. I really do because, like, dude, um, <laughs> it's up to you, man. 
Hopefully his acting is on par. Get ready to see the fucking uh, Jada Pinkett Smith uh, memes. Because I'm telling you. I always say it. I say, yo, if if Will Smith has got to be one of the happiest motherfuckers out there. He has to be one of the happiest motherfuckers out there. Because, uh, shit. <laughs> yo, if Tupac was still alive, he'd be fucking with Jada right now. But, um, yeah. That being said, though, um, I got a decision to make, man. I don't think I can do all these things. See, Friday, I want to go see the film. comes out Friday. My friend wants to go Saturday. But low-key, I want to go Friday. I'm going Friday night, probably, just to go see this shit. I got to see this shit when it opens. I have to. Um, I want to go see this shit Friday when it opens. I want to go to Comic-Con out there with some people. Go chill. See the Blue Ranger. Go out there and get my business out there. Promote, promote, promote. You know, I ain't going to have my own booth or nothing. I, you know, I want to get my cards out be like, hey. This is my business. If you need anything, yada, 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 blah, 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 you know. And, um, yeah, with that being said, man, hell, they even got Marlo on this motherfucker. Jamie Hector. I don't know if y'all seen The Wire. They got Marlo on this shit. I wonder what the fuck role he got to play. But, yo, more power to the Tupac film. Uh, cannot wait till this shit drops. Because, dude, Lord knows, I've been waiting for them to make a Tupac film forever. I used to say, why the fuck is Biggie Smalls getting one before Tupac? So, shit. At this point now, I'm glad Tupac getting the movie now. Because at this day, I ain't got nothing against Biggie Smalls either. So, people that's like, you a hater. You a hater. No. Just, no. No. I like the Biggie Smalls movie too. It was just done at a time where it's like, not a whole lot of things was popping up for social media. And a whole bunch of shit was going down. You know what I'm saying? So, this movie is from the trail. This movie is from the dude good as fuck trail not in a bad way this movie's gonna be shitting shitting on my the box office i'm trying to look at the box man i want to go see let's see um uh, movie box office what movies are in this week what movies are in this week let's see because i'm telling you right now i yo this movie finna be shitting on everybody it's finna be shitting on like okay i'm looking at this right now let's see it says cars in here Nah, Cars is about to take a step back. See, I'm I'm sorry, but yo, if Cars is playing this week, if Cars is playing this week, dude, I feel bad for Disney or Pixar or wherever the fuck it is. Oh hell no, nah, please don't say Despicable Me is playing this week. Uh, let me let me check this out to be to make perfect. Just to make sure. Let me make sure. Hold on. Huh, what's today's date? So the 16th. Oh yeah, that's all bad. The 16th. All eyes on me. Rough night. Uh, Cars 3, The Book of Henry, 47 meters down. 47 meters down is going to be garbage. I'm sorry, it's going to be garbage. What the fuck is so terrifying about 47 meters down? It's just about it's just about white people making bad decisions. I see that shit every day. Donald Trump does that all the time. So shit. Once Upon a Time in Venice, Lost in Paris, Jasmine, Pray for Rain, Hearing is Believing, Marty, Score, Film, Music, Documentary. See, I don't know what any of this shit is besides Cars. See, Cars, cars picked the wrong motherfucker. Now I know kids are gonna want to go see cars, but yo, your parents they finna be they finna be tread taking your ass to motherfucking Tupac. And yes, I've seen motherfuckers in Straight Outta Compton's uh, bringing their kids in to see the goddamn uh, Straight Outta Compton film. I've seen that shit. It's it's crazy over here. But uh, yeah, man, most definitely, most likely, I'll be going to see that movie Friday, Saturday. I'm gonna try to convince some motherfuckers to go to Comic Con with me. But um, yeah. Hopefully, we can get that shit going. And then, like, I won't be too busy, I would hope, 
to be able to do any of these uh, reviews or these shows. So, yo, if the episodes are late, if you don't see the episode, most likely you'll see the episode Sunday. Uh, my predictions along with uh, the reviews and stuff. And then if not Sunday, you'll see the review at the nighttime. You'll see it on Monday morning. And uh, I want to try. I wanted to try to do that shit Saturday, like all that Saturday, and then Sunday we have the pay per view. But yo, if you don't see, you'll see the predictions on Sunday for the latest. I, I, I was originally trying to see if I can do that shit for Saturdays, then do the reviews and all that stuff for the shows on the Sunday, then the the same night do the review of the pay per view. The homeboy Marcus will be at the Money in the Bank pay per view. He has made that very clear. Not entirely sure if that's true though, because uh, he might be busy with some work stuff too. So I'm not gonna, you know, hold him up to that or don't quote me on that type shit. So yeah. Uh, with that being said though, I believe that is it. Yo, that is it. This was the show. You can add me on social media, Twitter. My Twitter handle is Lil Dreadhead ninety three. That's a L I L D R E A D H E A D. 93 those are the numbers little dreadhead 93 facebook is at facebook.com slash cartman ha c-a-r-t-m-a-n-h-a langston carmichael ewing is the name you can search that up if you can't find me by url um follow my soundcloud for new episodes every wednesdays and sundays you can email me at cartman at gmail.com for questions suggestions or even leave comments of what subjects you want to hear me talk about on my wednesday shows where i talk about anything the hump day episodes i'm doing like right now um gotta give a shout out once again to the homeboy dominique dominique is the man that provides me with the beats every week the instrumental the theme the intro uh yeah he is a beat maker a producer you can hit him up inquire him if you need some beats or some instrumentals for your mixtape albums local artists out there you can hit him up at inquire him at fatkid at gmail.com or you can go to his um twitter handle at fatkidbeats also gotta give a shout out once again to Tavon. Tavon has his own clothing brand look at this guy clothing he has his own custom tees like the little dreadhead live t-shirt the little dreadhead productions tee also got the matching couples wifey uh, hubby t-shirts along with the um what is it he has practically any custom tee that you can get your hands on so go inquire him at spreezy.com slash latg clothing or you can go to facebook.com slash latg clothing make sure you go like his business page there um just spell it out latg clothing too because uh you can't don't put look at this guy clothing the whole thing just with the acronym so yeah um if you're confused or you're getting fucked up but um yeah latg clothing say it with your shirt also once again got to give a shout out to my production company my production company has been man i've had more people ask me for logos more than anything uh, videos and uh, photo shoots as of late might start doing some promoting a little bit of it I have not been doing promoting honestly because right now i'm really looking for a job into radio uh i might start making this production thing into a side project uh, I'm not entirely sure because both of these things are my passion radio and the fucking video production so I can do both of them but dude I need to go ahead and give me a job doing something and if anything I want to get a job into radio because I like talking shit as you can clearly see I'd be talking and I know for most people who say but you can't be right cursing like that on our duh I know I can't be cursing like this on the radio this is my podcast this is my show so until I am on a professional level somewhere uh yes trust me i will be on my best behavior and i do understand um you shouldn't be cursing on your podcast too because this will give you trust me 
There will be other episodes where I'll be kind, cordial, polite, and on my uttermost, uttermost fine behavior or best behavior. I'm sorry, fine behavior. So, um, yeah, give giving a shout out to my own production company, Little Dreadhead Productions. You can go to our Facebook business page. Make sure you like that at facebook.com slash littledreadheadproductions. You can also inquire us or hit us up at our Instagram page, which is run by four of us. So, yeah, uh, I've had people say, yo, I've hit you up. If you hit me up, uh, you probably more than likely someone else has looked at it. So, I'm going to have to get on that with my other friends, my other crew members about that. If you get, if you hit me up, just go hit me up on uh, my Facebook or just hit me up on the Facebook uh, Lil Dreadhead Productions uh, website. But when I just plugged right there. But you can hit us up on Instagram at Lil Dreadhead Productions. Also, make sure you email of it. Email us if you don't get a response out of Facebook because other people was using it at the time or Instagram. You can also email us. Inquire us there at Lil Dreadhead Productions at gmail.com. But with that being said, I believe that is all. So, yeah, that is. I think I'm wrapping it up too fast. Am I? Not entirely sure. But, um, yeah, I'm a little dreadhead. Signing off. Deuces. <laughs>